episode 25. Are we having fun yet? I need a little bit more dose of nasty. I'm seeing a little bit of unconfident, a little hesitation. It's not supposed to be easy. Every round gets tougher. Penetrate hard. Good passes. Shoot with confidence. I want some nasty. Good afternoon, Don't Run Me fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. What's going on, Asus? Good to finally see you again, man. How you been? Good, good. EC, it's been four games, EC, and we haven't talked. You've been ducking me. You've been ducking me like the IRS, like I owe you money or whatever. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Super busy. Excuse me. Super busy running around with these kids. Matter of fact, they've got another soccer tournament and volleyball tournament today. So, just sticking sticking with sports with the kids so good to see you again though as well man uh, yeah I have, i'm i'm not gonna let you take all the blame i'm i have uh me and my wife and i have a little honeydew projects over the summer since we're not taking vacation this year we decided to invest a little bit in the house so we've been painting so we've been spending most of our afternoons doing that in the weekend so uh to our fans apologize uh i know it's been four games we haven't talked since not this past sunday but the sunday before that um, there's a lot to talk about. Unfortunately, see, I have nothing on the docket. Uh, I have no plan. I have no, um, I don't know how to steer this ship today because since we have four games, um, there, out of those four games, we have one, w- one win, two draws and a loss. The loss was came to Chelsea in the FA cup co- uh, semifinal. Um, and the two draws were critical. In my opinion, draw against Southampton and then um, the draw yesterday. No, the day before yesterday. No. Wednesday. Wednesday, I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, Wednesday. Day before yesterday against West Ham, which I I figured it was going to be a hard game because West Ham has been on a roll. Um, they've been they've been beating, I think, our, the people that we play, they've been beating them by a larger margin. So, and they've not been giving up points. I knew the West Ham game was going to be a critical game. Um so, um, we have one more match to finish out the season. We have a game against Leicester. Currently, we are one point against Leicester, one point above Leicester in the standings. So, a draw, obviously a win, would secure Champions League, Champions League for next year. Uh, I believe what we're currently in third, you see, am I correct? I mean, look at the standings again. Third place ahead of Chelsea, Chelsea. and then we're ahead of Chelsea because of goal differential, ahead of Leicester by one point in the standings. Yes. I don't look at the Leicester game and look at the way we played in the past two matches, especially the past two matches. I know when we first came back from coronavirus, everybody was on a high. And I was a pessimistic person. Remember our first pods? I'm like, they don't look good. Uh, They're not playing well. 
and it's evident now more so than ever. I'm losing more confidence game by game in Ole as a motivator, EC. Because at this point, and I know everybody everybody over, over across the pond talks about tactics. Ole has no tactics, 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 tactics. I believe he has a plan. I don't believe managers now tactics is at this level with the type of player, the the quality and the, the the level of player that Man United have. Tactics is a is something that it, I think is overrated. Something with like Liverpool and and Man City, Arsenal, the the, the players that they bring in um, to play, you know, have a tactics. You know, and I think that's lower league stuff. You know, I think. And Sir Alex is probably the greatest person, you know, greatest manager that ever lived. He didn't have any tactics either. He was a man manager. He knew how to pick his team and motivate his team and, and have his team do what he, you know, basically what he, what they game plan, right? Um, I've lost, I've saw Ola's vision on player, on type of player he want to bring in the, and the type of play he wants to bring in. I don't see Ole as a person that motive has motivated the club, especially down the stretch, because we're seeing what I see. I don't know if you see the same thing. I'm seeing the team dwindle down to how they finished the season last season. When Ole was first hired, they came out hot. You know, they came out after after Mourinho was uh, was sacked. You know, they had this different mindset. You know, they're on a high, and they went, you know, went, I forgot how many games. Was it like nine games? Um, you know, they played for the team. You know, they're they're just running and gunning, playing beautiful football. And then Ole got his contract, and then deflate. You know, def- the team deflated. Lack of energy. Um, lack of, not, not their head not being in the game. Easy. And I you're seeing that right now. Um because they started off, I mean, I don't know if they, they're reading, reading their press clippings or what. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if they're just reading their press clippings or what. But <laughs> you're seeing the fact that the team is just not playing well. They're not playing. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe you can. Let me know. So I think that the tactics do play a part. Um, I think, you know, when you're looking at Sir Alex, I think he was, you know, criticized early. You can actually find paper clippings of, of people wanting Ferguson out um, early in his career. Um, and look what, you know, look what he wound up being the best, you know, Premier League manager ever, in my opinion. It's really not debatable, to be honest. But um, I think when you look at Ole, I think what happens um, for me is that essentially you're running into a situation where um, you have a manager who hasn't really done that much yet, and so it's difficult to just kind of demand that you're going to be, um, you know, a really good manager of of these professionals. So he's in a different he's in a difficult spot. Um, you know, obviously I want him to do well. You know how I feel about him, but I, I don't want him to crash and burn out so I can say, oh, I told you. I don't want to, do, I don't want to be that guy. I, I want him to do well. I want him to progress. But I just think that it's difficult for him because of Moldy, because of Cardiff. You're, 
you're going to be more apt to listen to a manager that's had a little bit more success. And that's no slight to him. That's what that's what he's that's what his record is. You know, he can only go up from where he was at. And you know, you have to give him credit where credit is due. And I've and I've done that. I've given him credit when he's put together the you know good lineups. I've given him credit when he's made proper substitutions. Um, I just think now um, it's kind of it, it's it's really tight time now, right? And you have to have a point. You got to have three points. You've kind of gotten to that you know, point where, okay, we're going to do it and we're going to get to a final and then we go up against Chelsea and he's got five at the back when we've been doing really well with the 4-3-3. You fast forward to, you know, Chelsea losing. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chelsea losing and then we have an opportunity to pretty much wrap it up before the Leicester game even happens. And I know he's playing for their lives. I get it. I know they're hungry and they want it, but it's it's just not getting done. It's, you know, you need, you get one point, you need three points. So I will always try my best to support who's ever in charge, but it looks like to me, he's going to need, as you, to your point, he's going to need quality players at this point in his career to get it done. It's not going to be a masterclass, you know, managerial performance by Ole that dug out the win. Um, it's going to be players on the pitch making individual plays to get it done. And again, I mean, you got to you got to have good players. Um, Liverpool's got good players. City's got good players. We're starting to get good players. We don't really have a solid bench. I think we have a couple of bench players, but mm. I just don't think that it's completely fair to, you know, throw them in the trash can, if you will, if you don't have a solid set of backups to come in and really do something if that starting 11 is not having their best game. You might be able to throw on one or two guys, but I also feel like, you know, what's what's wrong with Mata? Why hasn't he even gotten a chance? Uh, he's in like a doghouse or I, something. Dan James is getting a chance. You know, uh, Fred got a chance. Scott McTominay's gotten a chance. Even Timothy Fosu-Mensa is getting a chance. So I don't understand. I know Bruno's having a great start, and he's been – pretty much what's resurrected the season single-handedly. But I don't understand why you can't give him a break and give Juan Mata a opportunity to run at that 10 and make things happen. He can he can break through the lines. I'm not saying he's got the same speed as he used to have, but I think those are the things, like you're saying, in the doghouse, that's one thing. But it's another to say, okay, I need to get these three points, and I need to maybe give Bruno, who – in the last two games, hasn't been playing his best, nope. if we're being honest. And so you de- you're definitely not going Pereira. You're definitely not going Jesse. So why don't we put Mata in there, who's a true number 10, and let him create? I agree. We'll talk about the, the lineups because um, you, you hit it on the point. I think coming back, we're so on this high, this euphoric high that we're getting football back, right? We came off what was Bruno Fernandez's debut, um, the run of form we're in, the run of form that we're in, and um, the anticipation of Bruno and Pogba, the, the Bruno and Pogba the, the matchup, right? <clears throat> we have the so-called worldie and Paul Pogba, this larger-than-life figure, right? That he's going to match up with Bruno. 
And obviously, and then we're just running. It just seems like we're running Bruno Fernandez in the ground. And brings me back to a point that you something you said: if you're fit, you play. Unfortunately, I think Ole has been playing. Ole has been. Oh, I, I got you. Unfortunately, Ole has been playing Bruno Fernandez a little too much, and like you, like you, like like you said. Um, he should there be playing. He should be playing Juan Mata, or at least bringing Bruno off at this. You know, the, at some point in, in the match, to give him a rest, because you've seen his fatigue. Yes, he's up and down the pitch, and he's running. I think you brought up a point when I, um, where he came back, and like I think when we uh, in the Norwich match when we went to uh, when we went to extra time, and you know Bruno, you know, came back and you know. Saved, you know, uh, came back for a goal from. He basically went the, the the length of the pitch, and brought the ball back up. But you're right, you're correct on um, on, on on the bench and what we need to bring in, and we'll talk about that shortly. But I'm losing game by game. I'm losing more faith in Ole, and you know me. I've been an Ole supporter, um, because I see what his vision is on the type of player he wants to bring in. But there's a difference. When the game's out, when then we're down, when mental mistakes have occurred, and which they have occurred a lot, and we'll talk about those mental mistakes, especially between David De Gea and obviously our um, some of our defensive players. When you go into halftime, you see, I don't. S- I don't see Ole giving that Newt Rotney kind of speech at halftime. To, I don't see them looking in his eyes and believing in themselves, saying that, you know, we're going to take it to him in the second half no matter what. I see them coming out flat in the second half when it should be, a re, you know, like some sort of rejuvenation, right? Look, we're down or they scored, like, like this past match, right, against West Ham. The, the penalty... <laughs> that Pogba gave away because he flinched like a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which he flinched and caused a penalty. I didn't. When I came back, yes, uh, Greenwood scored in the fifty-first minute, but you still, we still came out. You know, we're coming out flat. We're starting off flat, and that's manage. That's that's motivation. That's that's managerial motivation. Uh, what 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 are they doing? They get their start. They start getting their groove back. Um. Usually in the first half, it starts around the fifteenth minute to twentieth minute. You start you start seeing the you know the, the continuity, and and granted in the second half of the West Ham West Ham game, it did seem like West Ham was parking the bus a little, um, but you know they were they were countering. It just seems like we're not motivated out there. I mean, Pogba didn't have his best game against the West Ham game, minus the. Minus the, the, the handball that, you know, obviously was, you know, an egregious error. Um, he, you know, he, when Pogba gets his head down, he, his head stays down. You know what I mean? He can't pull himself out of the funk that he's in. And like I said, Bruno looks fatigued and tired. He's making stupid mistakes. He's stupid passes, which granted, it's like it's like those, uh, he, his ten, ten, uh, nine, nine passes that he's going to make are shit. And then it's that one pass that you know leads to a, an assist, right, to a goal score. Um, which are you willing to give up? 
our defense, you know, we talked about uh, – it looked like Aaron Wan-Bissaka maybe – he should have – I think he should have started. You know, he came out on the second half. He didn't look injured, so I don't know what the deal was with why didn't Ole start him and started Tim – you know, Tim. Um, Brandon Williams, young. You know, he's not – I'm not going to say Mason is the truth, which he, I think he is, but Brandon Williams is not Mason Greenwood. Uh, I know Luke Shaw's injured, but – Looking at that left back position, in my opinion, I think we need to maybe go into the market for a left back. hundred uh, percent. Looking at the Matic, started off hot this year, not this year when we came back. Now he's aged. He did the what do you call it? Not the ben, Benjamin Button, right? No, he wouldn't. No, Benjamin Button started old and then kind of like got younger, right? Well, man, yeah. he just aged. He just aged like crazy, man. Because he just he's showing he's showing lack of pace. He's and he's making mental mistakes. Easy, but there's no one we can bring on for Matic. McTominay, I don't know what I don't know what the deal with McTominay is. Easy, when they bring him on, he just does not look like the McTominay before his injury. Everybody was talking about it was McTominay and and and, and Fred uh, at the before the COVID lockdown. It was it was actually Fred and Matic. That were, and Bruno that were actually, you know, that had the, the solidified the midfield because McTominay was coming back from that injury. And Fred, you see, and Fred, it, I don't know. It seems like he's lost confidence, maybe because he's lack of game playing time. The front three, to your credit, you see, yes, uh, the front three looked dynamic. Uh, granted, my man, um, Marcus Rashford, he hasn't scored. He's only scored from – he hasn't scored from open play uh, – has he scored from open play? Yeah, one goal, he's, he's one scored. goal, one goal from open play and the penalty, and then he got that he got that other you know, Pogba's offsides, but you know Pogba, you know, you know that they, they got that goal taken away from him. Yes, he's. I mean, he's he's rusty coming off a back injury. You would see that, but yet he's put in the shift. He's put in a good shift. Um, Mason, Mason's Mason. You see, we were. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get off his jockstrap this this episode because this is more of a doom and gloom episode. And Anthony Martial is having a hell of a season, uh, and we have. Uh, and when we talk at after the season, we'll talk. Um, I will debate uh, on the Anthony Martial forward uh, or not, or center forward or not a center forward debate. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about our deficiencies, and because our deficiencies will show up against Leicester, and the the main deficiency is, in my opinion. Because we saw it against Chelsea, the way he picked the team, shit. But he's been starting the same, basically he's been starting the same starting lineup since the second game of the season, right? Because he didn't start Pogba the first, oh no, I'm sorry, second game, second game of the comeback, the reopening. Because right. he didn't start Pogba um, that first match, and but his right. second Premier League game. And then granted, against Norwich, you know, none of the, other than Bruno and uh, Shaw McTon, uh, and McGuire uh, and De Gea, uh, they're the only starters that actually started against Norwich in the quarterfinal. Um, but you're seeing that you're seeing the 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 the, the, the game time that's being that that's wearing down on them. Um, what? How would you fix it? You see, for one match, what would you do? I mean, if you were if you put yourself in all the shoes. What would you do? I would okay. So, if if it's me, 
and I and I have to do starting lineups. This is gonna sound crazy, and you're gonna get on to me, <laughs> but I would start the same people that I have started. The only thing that I would change, and what he doesn't do, is he waits too long to make a change if the player isn't playing well. I know we don't have any world class players mm-hmm. coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. I I understand that. I get it, but. What we can't do is just allow the players who are out there to just have a horrible game and not have the wherewithal to say, look, if you're not playing well, I'm going to have to pull you. I would not sit back because I know all we need is a draw. If he, if he starts out with five at the back, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I, I, I really want us to go at Leicester, go win the game. Don't wait for them because I'm going to tell you, they're gonna, their midfield is good. Their midfield is very good, and Vardy is very fast. So if if we don't have a good game plan to make sure that there's almost like a sweeper behind Maguire or Lindelof, yeah. the best scorer in the league is going to score at least one or two goals. He's going to. So what we have to do is press them. They're going to press us, and I think you know Ole might try to play the counter thing. I just don't think that we – stand a chance playing it out from the back. I think we got to stop doing that. I don't I don't understand when, why we started to do that. We don't have a Barcelona, a, a Real Madrid, a Liverpool back, you know, back four with a goalkeeper. We don't have that. So I would like for him to just start kicking it deep, seeing if we can win a 50-50 ball. Um, you know, you know, I don't if if one of the front three, I don't I don't really care who it is. And it would make me upset if they took Tony off. But I think the the best hold-up sh- uh, striker that we have is Agallo. I wouldn't start him. But if it's getting to where Rashford's having a ba- another bad game, why not have Agallo up front? Tony is put right. Out left, keep Greenwood on the right, and then let Agallo hold. We couldn't hold the ball against West Ham. Mm-mm. So we, we have to. Why is, that, why is that, you see? If Rashford's coming to the center line just to get the ball, that's fine if you want to get involved. But what we have to be able to do is have him receive it deeper and then and then play off. So I just think that what we have to do is go at go at Leicester. Don't don't let if we let them come at us, I'm telling you, they are going to score. Yes. They're going to score. So he's got to play 4-3-3 attacking. Um I I hope Shaw's back. I I doubt it. I don't think Brandon Williams is ready to start, especially in that type of game. I thought he looked horrendous. I know mm-hmm. he's 19 years old, so I'm not going to dig too deep. But I thought he looked bad. I know the pitch was slippery, but it just looked like he just was off the pace for me. Start Timothy Fosamensa. He's got a little bit more experience. I know he's not played as many games as Brandon. But start Timothy, start Aaron, Lindelof, McGuire. Start Matic, start Pogba and Bruno. Rashford, Tony, and Greenwood. I would, I wouldn't change anything. I would just, what he's got to start doing is, and what a what a good manager is going to do, is when things start going rough. This is the, the beauty of this season, which it kind of sucks because we're in coronavirus. But every every half there's a break, mm-hmm. so he has the opportunity to come down, get every single player in your face. Like, don't just talk to one or two people or whisper one. Get every single person out there. You have an opportunity that you've never had. You may ever have it next year we're talking about. Yeah. Talk, get in everybody's face and say, listen, this is what we're doing right. This is what we're doing wrong. This is what I'm looking for. Get mad. Like, get pissed off. If, 
if things aren't going the way that they're supposed to. So I don't want to see formation changes. If Matic is tired, let's let him play half. Puts or Fred, pick, pick one. I don't I don't really care. And and then again, it's coaching. You're not here to get forward. You're not here to score goals. You're here to play a role where you are basically the front shield of that back four. You receive the ball and you play it in the Pogba or playing in the Bruno. Because right now, if you look at Bruno's game, he's he's searching for the ball. He's on the left. Mm-hmm. He's on the right. He's a false nine. So what happens is now you got Matic by himself. He's too slow to do that. It's not Bruno's fault. It's to your point. It's about tactically getting it correct. And I, like I said, I don't. I don't think he's the, the one, but I give him credit for, you know, a 14-point deficit. He's got us all the way to third in the league. That's what he's done. Hate him or love him. And so he'll be back next season. I just think that this game is so big because I don't see people like Sancho or Grealish or Ndidi or Rice wanting to come to United if we don't at least have Champions League. I'm not about winning the Champions League, but <clears throat> being in the No, And that all starts. Yeah, and I, I've been—I think I've been beating the Champions League, Champions League drum um, this whole this whole season, right? Um, that's why the, the that's why the, the the loss to Chelsea didn't hurt. You know what I mean? I didn't. And they played like shit. It pissed me off. I mean, because they did they play like crap. It's like, ugh. I mean, I think I almost snoozed. You know, I'm like caught myself snoring. I definitely, I definitely stopped paying attention. Yeah, I stopped paying attention after we went down what three zero. So second one in De Gea left goal, and that was a horrible goal. I definitely wasn't. Paying attention. Yeah. No, I wasn't invested. Invested as, at, at that point. Yeah, I was in, I wasn't as vested, invested as as after we went down either. Um, so, I hope. Uh, I mean, and this is where motivation, I hope all of this gets in somebody's ass. You know what I mean? In the team's ass. Motivate them, something. Come out hot. I mean, I want to see the I want to see the, 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 the hair on fire, um, Greenwood, Martial, Rashford connection, you know, go up early and put them to bed. And that's it. I don't want this hanging around, hanging around. They have Russian blood kind of game. And then what what's gonna happen? We get the rug freaking, you know, pulled out from under us and now we have to look to the whole month of August for Europa League just to see if we can qualify for Champions League. That's not what I want. Put the baby to bed early and this you know, and that's it. And we're gonna we're done. And then we can look at, you know, the Europa League as an afterthought. As okay, now we can go out and have fun. The pressure's off. So you brought up a great point. David De Gea, you see. De Gea has looked like... He's a two-faced man. He's like that, that character from Deep Batman, two-faced. He has a great game. You know, he has a couple of awesome saves during a match. But then he has a, the, the blunders. The blunders. Against Chelsea, he had two of them. He had two blunders. And and um, they're just... It, it's happening way too often this season, you see. And I know we talked about Dean Henderson coming in, and he's—I mean—he's having a—he's having his issues with with Sheffield, but but what do we um, what do we do with him? You know, what do we? 
do we risk next season not not contending for the league? Especially if we bring in, say we bring in Sancho, Grealish, Rice, we shore up the bench. Do we risk that with the goalkeeper that's this head's not in the match? I don't I don't I don't think we can risk it. I think the problem that we have with him is is that he's like you said, kinda got two different goalkeepers in him. You know, one week he's making these world class saves and the next week he's letting in stuff that I could probably stop. So I just I don't think it's time to let him go. I know that sounds weird because I just was talking crap about it. But I just I just think what needs to happen, it won't happen, but what needs to happen is you gotta let go of Romero and you gotta bring Henderson in as your number two and you gotta tell him, look, we're going to play you if this crap keeps happening. Because De Gea has no competition. Mm-hmm. And this, I know we haven't started to talk about, you know, personnel, but there isn't one person at the club that should not be getting challenged. When you're not challenged at your job, when you're not challenged on the soccer field, when you're not challenged in school, you start to get lackadaisical. And I think that's what's happening with these guys. They're looking at behind them and they're going, who's going to take my spot? Let's say I have a horrible game in Marcus Rashford. Who are you going to put in? Like, I'm not mad at Ole because what are you going to put in Dan James is going to change the game? He's probably he's probably going to run as quick as he can. He's going to hustle. So you got to give him credit for that. But is he going to run past his man and score a goal? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Is he going to run past his man and set up even an assist? Probably not. He could, but probably not. Same thing with, you know, Matic. He looks slow. He's lethargic. He can't do this. can't do that. Who are you going to put in? You're going to put in Fred and maybe he has a good game? You're going to put in Matt and McTominay and he looks lost? So, you know, you can't – well, you're going to bring in Eric Bailly for Lindelof <laughs> and make a mistake the two seconds after he gets in? It's difficult for the, the spot that he's in. It's hard because you can't really bring anybody off. You have to trust them. They are professionals. They're on tons of money every week. But it's it's difficult when you don't bring in class players to challenge those class players that you have because if they're having a bad game, they're not going to freak out. They're not going to – you know when you screw up at school and your teacher and your parents are going to get on to you, you know it. But when you don't, mm-hmm. and as you, I don't think I've ever seen Ole scream, maybe he does in, in, in the locker room and we're just not seeing it. When you know no one's going to hold you accountable, you're going to continue to do whatever the hell you want. I remember Rashford in that last game trying flicks. Like, he's had a horrible game and he's trying flicks to people that are wide open when there's people that you could just simply pass the ball to. That's arrogance. That's, I don't give a crap. That's, I'm tired. You're not going to replace me, so here's this. And that's also, we have no leadership on the pitch. Like, we don't, I mean, we don't have that, we don't have that keen, right? That, I think, well, there's a story that Gary, uh, Phil Neville says, right? That, you know, he was, he, I think Phil Neville did, like, a step over, right, in the crowd. He says it on the, that, that documentary, Class of 92. He did a step over, and the crowd, like, you know, we're laughing, and everybody's laughing. He tried to do it again, and Roy Keane said, hey, fuck off, man. We're not we're not here with that shit. You know, he basically got in his face. We don't have that player on the pitch right now that can get in, can can be the voice of the manager on the pitch and get in people's asses. You know what I mean? You know, tell Pogba, hey, you need to do this. Or, hey, uh, Bruno, quit messing around. Or tell Rashford, hey, quit that crap out. You know what I mean? We don't have that player on the pitch. It seems like we have a lot of players, a lot of individuals on the pitch. Uh, We don't have that one person that can lead this team. And I think that's the biggest part. We don't have a leader. We don't have that person on the pitch 
that could say, no, I'm not letting this happen. I'm not letting us go down two, you know, two nil, three nil. We're going to keep playing. Let's keep pressing. Let's keep, you know, keep your head in the game. Keep your head in the game. We don't have that. And then I don't, I don't see that from Harry Maguire. You know, they, they gave him, I mean, everybody said they gave him the armband too quickly. I totally agree with that. You haven't even been at the club a year. And then you, you, you're this, you, you've already been dubbed the so-called captain. Harry Maguire ain't pulling, pulling Pogba's head out of Pogba's ass. You know what I mean? He ain't telling Bruno, quit doing your stupid passes, man. Pass, make the simple pass. He's not telling, you know, uh, or he's not getting his damn line straight. He's getting freaking nutmegged, you know? Yeah, this no, is- I, I think it was given to him a little too quickly. I, I, I know Rashford's only 22, but he's been there a while. You know, Tony's been there a while. Hell, De Gea had it, and it makes it feel like they only took it because he criticized the team after they lost. I just I don't understand, you know, why Ole can't be that person. He's played football for the club. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what it means to win championships, FA Cups, Champions Leagues. He knows what it takes. He knows what it means. So when I look at him during the game and he's just got his arm folded and he's relaxed, he's relaxed as I am at home on my couch, I'm like, dude, get up. Go to the touchline. Start screaming. I know you saw that, the clips of Lampard and, and Klopp going at each other. Like, I want to see that. Not yeah. like I don't need us and the other coach out, but just the fire and the passion that I know he has. You can't play that type of level of football and not have the same type of passion when you see players not playing to their best strength. I we know already had that, right? Louis Van Hall, we had that already. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't need that again. Yeah, I understand, but Louis Van Hall to me was a different type of coach. I think Louis Van Hall was already established. I think he had one of the best IX teams ever. Tons of talent from that team went all over the world. You know, we got Van der Sar from that team that he had that won the Champions League. So I think I think you know when we talk about Ole, it's difficult for me to put him in the same managerial class as those other guys. He has to kind of make his own path, and I think he can do that. He has the potential to do that because. Let's just be honest. Leicester is not that good of a team. Neither is Chelsea. Okay, and so thank God for us they're not because we wouldn't have any kind of shout in the in this top four race. So he has the opportunity. In my opinion, it is what it is. He has the opportunity for fourth, even third place. He has the opportunity to make Champions League. He even has the opportunity to win a Europa uh, Cup. So that's the that's what the reality is, and that's how he can start his legacy. So. He has to take advantage of this. He has to, like you said, and I agree with you, like show some fire. Like don't just get off the bench when, when it's drinks break. Get down off the pitch right off the bat and start yelling at people. Even if they're in the wrong spot, if you're not liking what they're doing, get off the iPad. He like stays on the iPad more than my son. Get off your iPad, get down there, and start giving some instructions so that at least at least I'll feel like, He's tr- he's trying to do something. I know people were making fun of him because he did it early when it, when the season first started. And he'd be pointing, and you know people were saying it wasn't making any sense. At least come down there and at least try to. Because I agree with you. When Bruno first got here, he was telling Dan James what to do. He was pointing directions and telling him which way to go. And you're in the wrong position. Now it's making me feel like it was just Dan James. He just didn't know where the hell he was at. So someone. Someone has to be, I agree with you, that person, if it's not going to be the coach, there has to be someone who says, we cannot let this happen. Pogba, for me, has just been kind of coasting. He's just kind of chilling. 
He's on the ball. He turns when he wants to turn. And there's no fans. So if I say man on, you got you know, you hear me say there's someone right there. He looks like he could care less. Bruno's playing Xbox or FIFA, you know, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. He's whatever the hell he wants to do. Uh, I just feel like the players who we need to step up, they have got to start doing that. Someone gave those two the green light to do whatever the hell they want to do. Someone told them that. Because I know for me, that's all we've seen. And to yeah. your point, one of Bruno's crazy passes goes off, and then I'm I'm guilty of saying, oh, man, you see that pass? It was so crazy. The free kick he just hit was so crazy. But no one's holding them accountable when there's 10 of 10 bad passes. None of it's working, and all you see is Bruno saying, oh, I'm sorry, that you know that's my fault. I, I shouldn't have done that. We can't have that because I'm telling you, Leicester are hungry. They were, what, 21 points in front of everyone for, I think, second place at one point. Yeah, they're second. And now they are fighting for their lives and don't want to have egg on their face at home. You know Brendan Rodgers wants to make this happen. So I just – I know they're going to come at us uh, – Hope we take it to him. Um, I'm nervous as hell. I don't think I've been since the restart to see what you know what everyone's fitness levels were and, and see you know how we were going to re- react with Pogba and Bruno. I'm nervous. I'm not as confident as I mm-hmm. was after we had the the, uh, the Spurs game, like at all. No, I'm I'm, I'm the same way. I'm going to get up Sunday morning. You know, sit down. You know, and watch, and watch like I used to watch. Pessimistic, you know. What I mean, I I, I watch oh, I, I watch the matches just to wait for some, just to wait for another shoe to drop. I know it, That's and it the, sucks uh, because we were in a mode where we were controlling <laughs> games. But like even if we score, they're gonna score against yeah. us. We're gonna we're gonna someone mentally is gonna drop the ball. Someone's going to give it up when they don't even need to, and they're going to score. And, I mean, I just – you got to have confidence in your defense, and I know our defense was had been doing really well. And had it not been for Pogba, they don't even score a goal. I don't even know how many chances on goal they had besides that penalty. But that's a bonehead – that's, again, a bonehead move by one of your key players. And what does anyone do? What does anyone say to him? What does anyone go and get in his face? What does anyone – Say, you know, maybe they fit into the locker room. I don't know. But it needs to happen then and there. So you know, hey, look, even though you already know, like, soccer one-on-one, you don't know. Himself, he feels bad for himself, and then the game continues to go on, and it's just kind of, it's no big deal. Yep. So I just, something's got to change. It's got to be quicker. I, I really feel like Rashford should have came off 20 minutes before he came off. I felt, you know, that strongly about it. Um, you know, change the matchage thing up. Like I said, I know that neither one of them are at his level at what he does. Mm-hmm. And far, it, 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 speaking about Fred and McTominay, but just try him. If whatever you're doing didn't work, don't feel like you're a crap manager and you have to make a change. That makes me feel like you care, you've got some tactics in place, and you want to try to get it done. I know we're running, a bit, running up against the clock, you see. Uh, we have a short pod this week, guys. Um, 
real quick, uh, score predictions. So I think we're going to win this one two to one. I think it's going to be a classic match. I think this is our cup final. I think this are, is our Champions League final. This is our uh, whatever you want to call it final. Um, I think we score once in the first half. I think Leicester do too. And then I think we score a, a, a goal in the second half, and then we hold them off for a 2-1 victory. What do you think? I'm looking for a draw. I'm looking at Leicester scoring early, and then pretty much is not similar to what happened against West Ham, but Leicester scoring early, us us going down and, you know, just trying to get it back, and then we get one back, I would even say, 60th minute somewhere on there not 60th but you know latter part you know i can't, I can't argue it but i want to <laughs> <I> <laughs> you can't. know i think you're you're right jamie vardy vardy is vardy uh, uh i think he, you know he's gonna be head hunting and i think you know just i just don't have i i'm not we're this is the united fan show guys and we're not trying to we're we're not trying to be debbie downers but we want to realistically say the state of the team right now. The state of the team right now. They read their, they've read their press clippings. They've heard their fan shows. You know, blow smoke up their ass. Uh, this is not one of their shows. This is not that type of show. We're gonna call bullshit when we call bullshit. Uh, I've been saying that this team has not looked well since the restart. Um, I thought it would be because we're just rusty, but looking at some of the other teams. I think it's just the players and the inspiration the players are having and the lack of inspiration by the manager. Um, and I've noticed that. I've came to that realization to you know this after after the after the West Ham game. These players are not motivated by the manager. I'm not saying I'm not calling for Ole's job. I need him to I need him to get in somebody's ass. That's that's all. You know what I mean? You know, and if Pogba doesn't like it, get in Pogba's ass. If Pogba doesn't like it, Pogba doesn't need to be here. If Martial doesn't like it, Martial doesn't need to be here. Rashford doesn't like it, Rashford doesn't need to be here. Bruno doesn't like it, Bruno doesn't need to be here. But he, they need to respect him and his position that it says that he is the gaffer. That he is the next in line after, you know, the, the managers that we've had. He is the one that calls the shots. You are not on the pitch. You do not do. You, you He's giving you the free will to do what you have to do on the pitch. And you are just shitting the bed as a player. And I'm talking about all players. All players are shitting the bed and not respecting the badge. And and I just need I need some fire. And then I'm hoping I get hoping we get something of that sort. And none of this bullshit, like you said, you know, trying flicks and trying this and trying that. Go out there, win the match, win it the right way, go home and get ready for the Europa League. Because now we have the Europa League come August. And then you have no break. Today it came out, the Premier League starting September 12th. September 12th to May 23rd, I think. So we're going to be here. This football is happening. You know, football is going to be for the next year, almost, almost. Football's, you know, we're, it's going to be full, you know, pedal to the metal. And this is where Ed Woodward needs to pull his head out of his ass. Get us a bench. Get us a worthy bench. Get us players that are, like EC said, compete compete if Bruno if Bruno I want players looking over their shoulders saying oh shit you know I don't want to mess up because X person is going to come on that's the only way you get better as a player 
is you know you look at the bench and like oh shit you know that guy's gonna come on i want i want people to wally pip their ass you know i don't know if everybody knows who wally pip is He's a he's a person that you know came out injured and Lou Gehrig came in and look what he, you know Lou Gehrig you know look everybody knows who Lou Gehrig is. I want Perpin to be afraid to get Wally pipped, you know because effective we need we need that we need that that competitiveness and that's what Sir Alex had. He had players willing to compete and being afraid to give up their position. He had so many interchangeable parts and everybody was scared that they weren't going to be you know get the playing time for the next match or the match after that. All righty, see, I'm going to get off my soapbox because, I mean, thinking about these past four matches, of, you know, I, I, I you know, have, have just my, got my blood pressure up because I just see, I don't see it. And if 1-1 gets us cha- into Champions League, that's fine. Then we can relax in August. Who gives a shit about the Europa League? And But if not, then let's pedal to the middle. We have to win Europa League to get Champions League because that's the only way we're going to get players. <sighs> Yeah, final words, EC. I'm sorry. Final words. That's that's that, that that's all I have. No, that was that was that was a good take. Um, I think your scoreline might be a little bit more realistic than mine, unfortunately. Um, I just am trying to be as you know optimistic as possible. It is difficult. They have made it to where I just I'm watching my wife and I'm like, it's just difficult. She's like, you're just an angry person. <laughs> you're so negative. I'm like. I'm like, you're not watching the game, then. You're not seeing what I'm seeing. But I do want us to win. And I do want us to be there. It's going to land some top players that we need. We have to have uh, goals in because all he needs, all the help he can get. And United need to get back to where they were. And so um, I'm, I'm nervously excited about Sunday. I think we can do it. Um, but I would not be surprised <laughs> if we don't. And uh, it's just going to be bad. I mean, it just it's just going to be a domino effect where I'm going to be literally rooting for Wolves uh, to take care of business like Liverpool did against Chelsea, and I don't want that. I don't want to have to worry about someone else taking care of business for us. Let's just take care of business, get it done, move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the champion. Look at the Europa League as just a fun tournament. Try people out if you want. Yeah, Who cares? Like you're saying, if we win it, you bring can the try kids up. Chong out there if you want to. Who cares? Bring Let's see what up. players have. Let's just throw it out there as a fun tournament because, like you said, season's coming. Schedule's out. It's not schedule's out, but the time to start is out. So we got to get ready to roll. And if we can finish this up um, Sunday, it would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's the best case scenario. We win Sunday. I would say to our top players, you go on a break. That's it. We're gonna we're gonna play the kids, our reserves, our reserve team in the, in this tournament. Uh, that's to be the smartest thing to do. Let them go on I, a break, and then hey, these 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 young guns that apparently that the, that are the Greenwood like uh, that they're talking about. Hey, you you have your you have a European night, boss. You have we every. Got a, we, we got a five goal lead on Lask. Yeah, I, I want people I've never seen before playing in that exactly. game. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us in this episode. We'll uh, obviously we're going to talk after the Leicester match. It might be a couple of days because if we get beat, I'm not going to be in the mood to talk. So um, <laughs> y'all have a safe weekend. If you're on the Texas Gulf Coast, uh, watch you know watch out for the rain. EC, um, you take care of yourself up there, and obviously we'll talk after after the match. 
Uh, just want to say shout out to Ro from the Ronos podcast, Mark Hutchison son for Texas South Texas Trainwrecks, Victoria Montevice from Allison One and Nine Food Trucks. Uh, she's still in South Padre, guys. Um, she's making a killing and making a killing with food too. So go try her food. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Hey, Paul Pogba. Bro, why you flinch?